Uh, we'll do that coming up after we talk to our guy, Pierre Maguire. NHL trading deadline next Wednesday. And Pierre joins us here on the AT&T Hotline. Pierre, Mutt and Lou, second time this week. How are you? Very good to visit with you, Mutt. Hello, Lou. Hey, Pierre. How we doing, pal? Uh, let's let's go back a couple nights to a game that was on your network, Bruins and Buffalo Sabres. And look, I, I know it was coming off the, the break, but I, I – that was a bad loss for the Bruins, and I, I put it not on the, the goaltender, the backup goaltender, Chad Johnson, but I felt like defensively it was a reminder that when Charles looks tired, Pierre, they have a lot of young defensemen and need a veteran one here uh, before the break. How did you view that loss on Wednesday night? Uh, agreed, by the way. I mean, it wasn't one of the Bruins' finer moments of the season. I think everybody would agree to that, especially when you consider Buffalo was playing in a back-to-back situation. They had played the night before and were outshot 38-18 by the Carolina Hurricanes. It was Ryan Miller who really stole the game for the Sabres. But this is the Bruins aren't the only team mutt that are experiencing this after the Olympics. Uh, if you watch Chicago play last night, the first 40 minutes, they looked very un-Chicago-like. If you watch Montreal play against Detroit uh, two nights ago, they looked very unlike the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, if you watch the Pittsburgh Penguins play last night, they looked very unlike the Pittsburgh Penguins you're used to seeing. Uh, St. Louis Blues two nights ago against Vancouver, same thing. Uh, a lot of teams that had a lot of players that were at the Olympics, they're having a little bit of a hangover. But I think that'll all be gone probably by tonight or tomorrow. I really believe that. You know, Pierre, you got a guy like Chow, right? Logs a lot of minutes. You have a lot of responsibility. And I know that Claude's talked about maybe, you know, maybe just taking some practices off. Is that enough, do you think? Or do you have to limit the ice time, maybe give him a game off? You can Just having practices off keep him fresh. Well, practices will help. Um, monitoring the work-to-rest ratio is really important, especially with older players. The Montreal Canadiens used to do that all the time back in the 70s, and one of the things they used to do, believe it or not, with the older players is they'd give them a couple days and allow them to go to Florida uh, just to rest and rehab. They were just so far ahead in the standings. It didn't matter at that those years anyways. But that's one of the things they used to do. Uh, the other thing is, obviously, with older players, you want to make sure you monitor the practices and, and how many minutes they're actually on the ice for. Um, but I, I think that Zidane will be fine. Again, uh, I was over there for three weeks, over in Russia for three weeks, and it, it takes about two to three days to get react, uh, acclimated to the time zones that you're in uh, back here in North America. So um, he should be fine. I think most of the players will be fine. It just it takes two or three days. I think he'll be fine, but I also think there's a, a potential fatigue factor at 37 with, with Char, and that's why we've spent a, a couple oh, yeah. of days here now talking about what the Bruins and Peter Shirelli Pierre have to do before next Wednesday, and I, I'm convinced they have to get another defenseman. And I, I know the. Oh, yeah. I, I just wonder what is the market like today in your mind for getting a top four defenseman? How hard is that going to be for Peter Shirelli in the next five days? Well, it won't be easy. Um, but you have to look at some teams around the league that might be willing to dispense. Maybe not a top four, but someone that can, because of the way the Bruins play, can potentially be a top four. Maybe goes to Ottawa and takes Chris Phillips out of there. There are a lot of rumors that. Chris Phillips will be going back to Ottawa, at least in, on Ottawa's terms. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's obviously going to be in the market for a defenseman, too, one of your big rivals because of the injury situation of Paul Martin and because of what's happened with Christopher Latang and the stroke that he suffered. So there's another thing that makes it a little bit more difficult. But uh, it won't be easy, but I still think Peter's going to be able to work something out. I really do. Yeah, and that's the question, right? At what level? I mean, Peter, a couple weeks back, said, you know, he really likes his roster. Then just a few days ago said he'd be willing to trade somebody off of that roster. It's like to me, it's like do you look at it and say, okay, I really do you want to just improve slightly, or do you say, okay, if there's not a home run out there that I know can help my team, should I just stick with what I have rather than give something up for it? 
I don't think he's just going to throw a player overboard just to say I did something. Right. I, I can't see Peter doing that. The Bruins haven't acted that way since he and Cam Neely took over. So that's that's one thing you got to be happy about. Uh, they're just not going to jettison somebody for no reason at all. One of the things that helps make the Bruins a better team uh, is the play of Riley Smith. And I think what you'll see is also Lou Erickson really start to step it up here. So they've become a much more deep team uh, at the forward position. And Bergeron had a phenomenal Olympics. So you've got to be excited about where your team is at the forward position. And uh, that's one of the things I think allows Peter to have a little bit of leeway when it comes to making a deal to get a defenseman their strength at the forward position. Pierre, your strength is that you know every player in the NHL. So I'm going to give you a couple names. You give me the scouting report. Would they help the Bruins? Let's start in Philadelphia. Uh, reports that uh, Mezeros might be available, their defenseman. If we be in help, is he getting moved? Would he help the Bruins? There's a potential for Andre to be moved, no question about it. Would he help the Bruins? Absolutely. He's very mobile. He had a very good Olympics. Uh, he can handle the puck. He can really shoot it. He's had a history of shoulder problems. Uh, Peter Shirelli knows him really well because he was with the Ottawa Senators when um, Peter was an assistant uh, general manager. He played for the Vancouver Giants. And actually, if you go look at the NHL guide and record book, his first season in the NHL, he was a partner of Zidane Chara. He was 18 years of age. His plus-minus was better than Chara's his rookie year. So, yes, the answer is yes, he can help him, and the familiarity factor with Chara helps a lot, too. What about Andrew McDonald, the Islanders? Andrew McDonald is a very mobile, skilled defenseman who moves the puck very well. He would help a lot. He's a rental. His contract's up at the end of the year, and so you've got to know what you're buying. He's had some injury situations this year, but Andrew McDonald is a very good puck mover and a very smart player, very underrated. We just saw a kid up in Buffalo, too. I believe it was is it pronounced Tillinder? Yeah, Henrik Kalinder, he's not yeah. a kid. He's he's an older guy. I don't think Hank would be able to help as much. He used to be very, very good. He was a very smart player for a long period of time. He was an extra player for the Swedes at the Olympics, hardly any ice time at all. was a healthy scratch in a couple of games. Uh, was put into the gold medal game only because of Nicholas Backstrom failing in the drug test uh, over there in, in Sochi. I don't think he'd have much value for your team at this time. There, there's a thought the Bruins are, are rich with uh, goaltending talent between Rask and Svedberg and, and Malcolm Subban yep. at the real lower levels, Pierre. Uh, when it comes to the trading market, how valuable are goaltenders? Are they seen as a, a, a good commodity, or is it not something that gets teams to, to come to the table with, with players? It's going to be very interesting to see what transpires with the Ryan Miller situation because obviously uh, he's going to be going out of Buffalo, and a lot of people are speculating it's going to be to St. Louis. So you're going to know what the goaltending market is pretty quick here. Uh, once Ryan Miller's traded, that'll tell you what the market will bear. I'll just use Yaroslav Halak as an example. The Montreal Canadiens never created a bidding war on Yaroslav Halak when they traded, and he was their starting goalie and a guy that took him to the Eastern Conference Final. They got Lars Eller and Ian Schultz. Lars Eller is a third or fourth line player at best, uh, with not a lot of offensive upside, and Ian Schultz will never play a game in the NHL. That's what they got <laughs> wow. for Yaroslav Halak. So no, not a great yeah, market to trade gold. <laughs> so then we look at well, we, uh, as far as around the league, right? We talk about Ryan Spooner. A lot of people here say no, 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 don't give up on Ryan Spooner. I think the other kid, Koklachev, a couple of the forwards, but like you said, they're deep and they're still young at that position. Right. Uh, what kind of talent do you have to get back to give up a Ryan Spooner? What do you hear about him? Uh, well, I like Ryan's a good player, um, but he's not somebody that would be considered uh, you're going to get a ton in return for. You're going to probably get. Uh, a veteran forward, or potentially he's part of a package for a defenseman, but he's he's not going to be the the star caliber 
in any trade. He's not going to be the guy who said, wow, we got Ryan Spooner, so we're going to trade uh, three first-round picks. I'll give you an example. Jason Pominville last year was a heart and soul player for the Buffalo Sabres, very useful, and his contract was running out. So the Minnesota Wild, desperate to make the playoffs, go out and get him. They've traded four components to get Jason Pominville, Johan Larson, Matt Hackett, and two picks, a first and a second-round pick. Now, Buffalo did pretty well on that. They got four components, two, two real useful players, Hackett and Larson, down the road will be very good. But you don't know what those draft picks are going to turn into. So that's why, you know, when you talk about making trades, the market shifts from year to year based on the urgency of a lot of these general managers around the league. Is there one of those teams out there you feel that at the deadline will be desperate to kind of get over the hump? They feel like this is the year we've got to make a run? St. Louis. I think St. Louis is really urgent. And they're in a really tough Western Conference, and they see what their record is with Los Angeles, who bumped them out last year in the first round. They see what their record is with San Jose, not very good. They see what their record is with Anaheim, not very good. And they know how difficult Chicago is. If there's one team out there that I think is going to really try to light it up on trade deadline day, will be St. Louis. And part of that, I think, will be the acquisition of Ryan Miller. And I wouldn't be surprised if Steve Ott were part of the package because of the Dallas uh, star tie-in, where you have Brendan Morrow, who played with Steve Ott down in Dallas, where you have uh, Doug Armstrong, the general manager in St. Louis, so who was a general manager in Dallas when they drafted Steve Ott, and also Ken Hitchcock, who was a coach down in Dallas. So there's a very huge sense of familiarity with Ott. So I could see St. Louis going out and getting Ryan Miller and Steve Ott and maybe something else to try to make their team better. Pierre, I'll get you on this. It's not popular to say in these parts because of the rivalry, but I'm a big Ryan Kessler fan. I, I like the way he plays. You talked about his broken hand uh, in the Olympics. He tapes it up and gets right back out there. Is yep. is, is he going to get traded? I, I see more and more tweets and stories that Vancouver might consider moving in. What's going to happen with him? Well, first of all, Ryan didn't ask for a trade, but I can tell you a lot of these rumors started at the Olympics because – uh, Ryan is a valuable player, and people know that Vancouver is in a very precarious situation in terms of making the playoffs or not much. So all of a sudden, people start to connect the dots, and they say, how are they going to get better? Well, Vancouver sees what Minnesota paid to get Chase Palmville. Most people feel that you know Ryan Kessler is a better overall player, and he's got two years left on his contract. He's not a rental. So if they could get four components in Buffalo for Jason Palmville, what could Vancouver get for Ryan Kessler? And probably it's four components, but four better components than what Minnesota paid to Buffalo to get Jason Pominville and because of the fact he's got two years left on his contract. And also, he's a key shutdown guy and an offensive point producer. So he'd be a very valuable commodity if, in fact, Vancouver thought of trading him. The big push till next week's trading deadline is Pierre McGuire. He's all over it, Pierre. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy your weekend. Oh, thanks a lot, you guys. I'm going to try to stay warm. I'm out here in Chicago to do the uh, Penguins and the and the uh, Blackhawks at Soldier Field. It's oh. a freezing cold weekend here. <laughs> Is this the last outdoor game of the bunch? No, Sunday in Vancouver. Wow. I never get the long straw. I always get the short straw. I get the cold weather one. <laughs> you guys are supposed to get hit pretty good there, too, on Sunday, so make sure you... Yeah, I, I'm getting out early. Yeah, I was going to say, get <laughs> out of there early. early. Great job, Pierre. We'll watch oh, you yeah. this weekend. Thanks. Uh, thanks a lot, man. Great visiting you. Have a good weekend, everybody. You too. Right, Two more outdoor games. Pierre McGuire, NBC Sports. And Pierre is on with us. He's brought to you by our friends at Norfolk Power Equipment and by UMass Online. I, 